to the Rockman Show. It's time for Rockman to give his opinions, his views, and his thoughts on life and rock. So grab a beer, buckle in, and get ready to rock. series concludes today should last the last of it no more it was uh awesome two weeks i gotta say met a lot of new friends i really dug it uh today uh we got two stops uh one was in uh Stavanger, norway which i teased about last episode and then right after that i went to aberdeen scotland so i hit a couple breweries talked to the beer guys and then also got some music taste and you know what the scene's like in both countries so i hope you're digging what's going on with here uh with these uh little road reports and i'm gonna do this every time i travel uh your boy ragman got uh got a little news where he's gonna be going somewhere he probably shouldn't uh believe it or not my travels are gonna now start taking me to asia you know ragman could get in trouble in asia you know this everybody knows this but uh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back in Houston. And it's hot as fuck here. Uh, got off the plane last week from like 70, 80 degree weather to fucking 100. So hot as fuck. Trying to readjust to that. And then plus the fucking jet lag. I don't know if you get this. But I guess being in Europe for two weeks, it really fucked with me, man. I kept like waking up like the, the, the first couple days like, fuck, where am I? <laughs> I didn't know where I was. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm at home. Do I got to go to work today? I didn't even know what day it was. So, I don't know. Right now, you're hearing fucking trains. I'm outside. Because it's too fucking loud inside at this brewery. I'm at uh, Urban South having a orange creamsicle. I'm not going to rate it. Hey, we, we, we got enough beer for the show. Uh, but, yeah, man, the adjustments really kicked my ass this time. It doesn't usually fuck with me too hard, but this time's worse than others. Um... Uh, I guess when I went to Philippines last year, 
and being 13 hours ahead of Central Time where I am in Houston, yeah, it fucked with me pretty good too. It took me about a week. I kept dreaming shit. <laughs> Erotic dreams. Little Ragman was waking me up. He's like, hey, take care of me. Take care of this. No, it was, it was weird. I mean, these uh, time zone things kind of mess with you. But yeah, this one was a little bit different for me. Like, like I said, two weeks over in Europe. Uh, met a lot of new friends. It was awesome. I love these uh, people I met. And I've got a lot of people that I will revisit, uh, you know, going along the road. So anyway, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, this isn't going to be a lot of me tonight because I've got enough of the stuff with the uh, folks that I've met in these different countries. But uh, first I want to talk about a show I saw last night. I saw Neck Deep with uh, Real Friends. So huge fan of those uh, bands. And you probably, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw my post on it where I was talking about the show, posted a little bit of the live uh, feed and stuff like that. So I hope you dig that. And uh, let's get into it, man. Let's play some Real Friends. Uh, I love them. I saw them in uh, Dallas with my friend Haley uh, last year, and they killed, and then they killed again in Houston. So how about, uh, let's play Storyteller. Sleep as you soundly rest with the state I'm in. So far in disrepair, you put me here. the newer stuff and they're like oh shit he's back to the new stuff i've been playing a lot of older stuff so i hope you've been digging that the shows have had so much freaking variety it's it's insane uh with rap music i got my balls busted over fucking nirvana hey i give the people what they want yeah uh but yeah a lot of different styles you know hip-hop and uh uh, jazz and a little bit of blues and stuff like that. So I hope you're digging the variety. But back to Real Friends and this show, it was so cool. So I've seen two shows since I've been back, but the one of recent memory was last night where I saw uh, Neck Deep and Real Friends. But man, I tell you what, the crowds for these younger bands, and I, I don't know if you dig it or not. I mean, I know that a lot of the people are a little bit more old school that listen to the show. I think we're getting more younger folk 
in the listenership, but uh, you should have bands, man. These guys so much fucking um, energy, you know, like like the bands said, you know, the older bands, like they did back in the day. Um, but man, just so much fun. And then this show, like real friends, they were like, hey, if you've never stage stopped, come on, get on stage with us. And Nick Deep did the same thing. Um, and the kids were just fucking loving it. My old ass was back in the back, you know, standing and enjoying from a, from a distance. But, uh, man, just the vibe, man. It's so much, it just gives you fucking energy. And you're just fucking rocking with these younger folk and stuff like that. It's so fucking fun, man. Uh, the headliner was Neck Deep, uh, Pop Punk. I played them on the show before. I saw them first at Set Summer last year at a festival here in Houston. Again, hot as fuck. I think it was so fucking hot, they put the whole thing indoors. Because I think the temperatures were like fucking like this, almost 100. And I'm sitting outside like a fucking asshole uh, because it's too fucking loud inside the brewery. But uh, Nick Deep was awesome, man. Did a really good mix of, you know, a little bit of heavy stuff, you know, fun, you know, up speed stuff, and then some uh, mellower stuff, the mellower stuff. I mean, just sound fucking amazing and again the stage diving the uh atmosphere of these younger bands it's just so much fucking fun for me man i really really fucking dig this shit man so uh check out my check out my instagram rtr ragman or rtr.ragman whatever you want to call me and uh yeah check out that footage see if you dig it but i'm gonna play you some neck deep real quick and uh then we're gonna get in we're going to norway we're going to fucking norway Stavanger. Uh, but this is over and over by Next Zeep. Guess where I'm at now? I'm at Stavanger, Norway. At Lervig Local. I hope I said that right. I don't have a Norwegian accent, but I do my best. And uh, my friend here, Chris, is nodding. That means that I'm doing okay. So, Lervig, do you roll the R's or no? Uh, well, it's Larvig. Larvig? Larvig. So. I still fucked it up, right? Yeah, it's kind of like dialect thing, so I think it depends where you, yeah, for the dialect. Oh, I got you, and I'm a stupid Texan, so Leivig, <laughs> Leivig. So is it L like I Leivig? Leivig, Leivig. 
Lavig. Yeah. Did I got it? Yeah, I'll say so. All right, just want me. <laughs> it's as good as it's going to get. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so, by uh, friend Chris, is, we met back in November, and it was a really cool, innocent night that turned into a very debaucherous night with one of the lead brewers, Sandy, <laughs> who's not here right now. Tell him I said hello. Yeah. And next time you see him, tell, or if he's in town, text me. And, I will. I'll do my best to. We will have beers. I, it may not turn into. I was making out with a Thai girl in a bar down there at the end of the night. I got in at three thirty in the morning. I had to be up at eight. So I, I basically I went to bed, closed my eyes, and the alarm went off. It's like four hours, <laughs> like a snap of the finger. So, Norway has fond memories of my very first trip. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a casual night out here. So, yeah, and since my ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, Norway is also known for having, like, the most one-night stands in the world. So, kind of checks out if uh, you made up the, yeah, nice. first night out. Yeah. So, Lorveig Local is a really, it's a really awesome brewery. I discovered this place when it was in Stavanger back in November, like we just talked about, and I was impressed with the beer because it, it, it rivals stuff that I can get in the U.S., which I'm a craft beer nerd. We all know this. I love hazy IPAs, and they do good hazy IPAs. So, uh, Chris, you hooked me up with a lot of shit last time, and Sandy hit me up with some really good stouts, but I've gone to my go-to today, some hazies. So what am I drinking? What did you just pour me? Uh, so what you have right now is uh, Pell of Svein, uh, translated to Pearls for Svein. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's our flagship IPA. Uh, it's more in the style of a New England. So it's more like tropical, fruity. Uh, you get some stone uh, fruit uh, notes from it. And uh, yeah, it's like one of the most popular, uh, well, it is the most popular IPA that Lavi has. And uh, it's also, yeah, uh, I would say it's the IPA that like, uh, like in other countries, it's like that or the Session IPA House Party that's most well known, together with, of course, Lucky Jack, our flagship pale ale. So yeah, it's uh, made with, um, I can't remember the top of my head with the hops, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's like three different hops, can't remember. It's kind of embarrassing. I should know this, but uh, no, it's. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. It's a good beer. It's uh, very golden, pineapple in color. It looks like pineapple juice. Uh, not a lot of head, but there's some good lacing that sticks on the glass. Aroma wise, it's kind of dank. Uh, you can smell some citrus notes, and I think it's going to be rich, creamy, uh, a bit. So let me take a drink. Cheers to me. He's on the job. He can't drink people. <laughs> Very good. I get a little bitter grapefruit peel on the end. Uh, it's kind of sweet, juicy, fruity up front. A lot of fruit. So that makes sense with the passion fruit and stuff like that. But solid beer. Really good. Um, yeah, absolutely. And um, when uh, we have guests that's like not that into beers and want to try something, especially when it comes to IPAs, uh, this is like what I usually give them uh, because it's so beginner friendly into like the beer world. Uh, unless you count sours, uh, so like because it's fruity, tropical in flavor, it's more welcoming for people who might be more intimidated, yeah. especially with IPAs. Like 
the traditional IPA is more like bitter tank and all that, but you have this like more tropical ones. So it's absolutely a fantastic beer for people who doesn't really like that's not really into craft beers. So yeah. So what's the style of most Norwegians that come in here? Or I guess if you could describe a little bit of the beer scene in Norway, or Stavanger at least, you know, what styles are popular? And I guess specifically here, if you're not getting tourist Americans or anything like that, what are people craving? Is it stouts, pilsners, lagers, or IPAs? Uh, so it kind of depends on the generation. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, the most... Like the thing that most people goes for is like the Pilsner. It's a classic. Like it's been like a standard for like years. Uh, but I would say in recent years, uh, it's been like more IPAs. And uh, and the style of IPA is also like kind of different from the generations. I would say more like my generation, like the millennials, Gen Z. Uh, we tend to like the more fruity, tropical ones like New England. While you have maybe Gen X and upwards, that might be more like traditional ones, like a bit more hoppy, like West Coast. Um, but recent years, there's been a huge surge of like the sour beers. Because it's also like kind of a newer style, I'd say. So and, uh, it's been more popular, uh, more people getting into it, and since it also has still a new style of beer, um, the development is just getting better and better. We have like everything from pastry sours. We have like fruit, like smoothie, and also just like ales. Uh, so yeah, uh, I would say those three, well, those are the thing that most people get here. How long has Lervig been open? How long have they been? So th are th is this the only real craft brewery in Savannah? Uh, no. Uh, so right next to our brewery, we have another one called uh, Salicat. Uh, it might be like our main competition. But uh, we also have some of their beers on tap here as well. Uh, they make some solid stuff. And... Um, so it's more like a friendly competition, I would say. Nice. And That's uh, the way it is in the States as well. Yeah. Uh, I think like the like beer competition in like in general is more like trying to share each other up. It's not like really like, yeah, we're going to do this better than you, you know, something like that. Yeah. Like, it shall not kill it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's a good way to look at it. So, because... You can also see we like there's a lot of collaborations going on. Yeah. Um, like one of the, our most famous uh, styles, special styles called Time Save. Um, we have like a, a version that is a collab with uh, Steelwater. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we also had collabs with like Frontal from the Netherlands. Oh, nice. Dea, uh, Funky Fluids, yeah, and so on. So. And the beer scene in like in Stavanger is just growing, uh, both because like it's more accessible. People like the home brewing scene is getting bigger. There's a big home brewing or brewing festival that's coming up as well. Oh, nice! So it's like gathering people, and so yeah, and of course, Untapped, big help. Yes, yeah. Uh, you can check in. Okay, what have my friends had? What have I had before? So that's absolutely helpful. 
and uh, yeah, I just feel like it's yeah, beer's more accessible than ever. Okay, we're gonna switch gears. Yeah. What is the craziest thing that's ever happened in the brewery serving in? serving someone or just inside the tap room did a woman come in naked and flash her boobs and all sorts of great stuff like that which i want but i doubt that happens <laughs> but what is the craziest thing that would like happen in a norwegian brewery okay so um unfortunately we haven't had someone come in naked or something like that uh, <laughs> this is more of a laid-back uh, yeah. bar uh, it's like people get around sit around be social it's not like loud music blasting your ears so um, as you might have heard in the background people have bring their kids and families yes. in yes um, to either eat have soft drinks uh, we even had like a children's birthday party here. Oh my god! Yeah, really? yeah. that was for the parents, not for the kids. <laughs> well, we're British, so you know the oh, pub culture yeah, yeah. in Britain. Um, but I would say the craziest stuff. Uh, we do have a microbrewery uh, in the bar uh, that we have people from brewery come in. They make stuff, and we put it on tap. Uh, I would say it happened really recently. So the craziest thing was. We had this guy who was gonna try and drink from the tap. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, from really? the tank. Yeah. And uh, the whole thing just blasted open. And he was just like full panic mode. He just shot his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, we had beer at the, um, at nice. the roof. We had all yeah. the walls, the floor. And he's just standing there in full panic mode with hands on the tank, like yeah. trying to stop the pressure. Uh, so I would say that's totally, yeah, some of the most crazy stuff that happened here. He ended up getting a bill. Uh, I don't know how much it was, but um, not good. <laughs> not yeah. Uh, uh, it was a expensive night for him. Uh, that being said, um, but yeah, I would say that that's might be the craziest stuff that happened here. Otherwise, uh, yeah, we like kids parties. Yeah, yeah, those, absolutely. They can be the worst. Well. I, I'm happy I didn't uh, work in those days, so <laughs> I can't really complain. Yeah. But we had, we also have like tournaments when it comes to like Magic the Gathering here. So people, yeah, we have collab with another store. So yeah, like nothing crazy that really happens here. It's more like laid back people. Okay. Which is really nice. Well, let me ask you this one more switching of gears. Look at it, it's beautiful. God, backdrop back there. It's freaking awesome. Uh, as far as the music scene, so another part of the show is music. So how's the music scene in Stavanger? And then think about it. I'm going to let you play a song. And you tell me what's your favorite song. It doesn't matter what genre. We don't like country on the show, but for you, I'll make except. Oh, good, good, good. You rock. So I'm a metalhead. I don't look like it. I have no hair. You can see this. But... I'd just be curious, I know that there's like a lot of extreme uh, death metal, satanic death metal bands that come from Norway. I don't know if you're into that, I'd be curious if you were, because Demi Borger, I love Demi Borger, but I'd be curious what the scene's like here as far as bands playing, and then you pick a song. Yeah, uh, so the music scene is, uh, especially the underground scene, is yeah. pretty big here. Uh, we do have venues that mostly play underground music. And the same venues also plays like a big artist. Um, we recently had um, a Canadian band called the Godspeed, the Black Emperor. 
Black Emperor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Godspeed. Oh, no, like, yeah. I know Emperor, but yeah, yeah, Black Emperor. yeah, yeah. It's a um, Canadian band from early '90s. Uh, I think it's progressive. Metal. Oh, okay. Uh, really nice. Um, it's kind of hard sitting there. Like each song is around 15, 17 minutes long. Oh, wow. Yeah. I felt like a Tool concert. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, I would say the underground, especially metal scene, is uh, pretty big here. Um, we had um, this b- a band called Kvelotak, um, Chokehold. Uh, they toured with like I think it was Iron Maiden, something like warming oh, okay. up for them. So they gotten like really big internationally, especially in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like punk uh, metal. That's like the most popular, oh, nice. I'd say, and the music scene here. Um, but yeah, like. Uh, I don't have time to go uh, to concerts, really. Yeah. I work evening for most of the time, so... But uh, there's also festivals coming up. We have, like, metal festivals. Oh, awesome. Yeah, local. Uh, so we have, like... Uh, yeah, Dimmer Boogie have played, like... Uh, oh, wow. Like, Iron Maidens. Yeah, like, a lot of big uh, names. Um, but, yeah... That's, as I said, like I don't get out much, so <laughs> I don't get out much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're busy. You got stuff going on. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. What's your favorite song? Your, your band. Just pick a band and pick a song. Let's rock out. All right. So, do you want a lo- like a local band? Whatever's your jam right now. It doesn't matter if it's American, Canadian, Norwegian, German, Italian, whatever. All right. So it's kind of like between two. Okay. Uh, we'll play two songs. Okay, okay. So uh, I already mentioned one of them. It's called the, the band called Kvelotag. Um So uh, I would say it's a song called Evi Vandor, uh, which means like uh, the forever wanderer. Oh, nice. Uh, the other one, I, I don't know where they're from. But I'll tell you what, let's play that right now. Yeah. And then you get it's two for Tuesday, even though it's Sunday. Yeah. So we're going to play one now. Let's do it. So, your second pick is called Responsible by Ducks, uh, D-U-X. Uh-huh. Uh, it's more like a, um, I wouldn't say R&B, it's more like jazzy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah like, it, like, it gives you like more of a hype music, has oh, a great okay. saxophone uh, solo nice. in it. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely a banger. Uh, I would say it's like my comfort song. 
uh, when we had a long day, you know, uh, put that on, always put a smile to my face. Sweet. So, yeah. I mean, that's what music does, right? If you're having a bad day, if you can put a smile on your face at the end of the day or get you through whatever you're getting through, or even if you're in a good mood and you're like, well, I'm cranking that bitch up and I'm going to drive down the highway or do whatever I'm going to do. Music is so good for therapy for the soul, your moods and everything, at least for me, for sure, right? I can go for walks, put in my headphones, and I find that one song. I might listen to it four or five times during a fucking you know, 5K or whatever I'm doing, but I'm like, it motivates me, and I might go faster because the music soothes the soul. So, Chris? Yeah. Or is it better Christoph? Call me Chris. Chris. Yeah. Dude. Thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely. You rock. Yeah. We're going to do this. Yeah. yeah. This. This is this. And that. Yeah. You rock, dude. Thank Thanks. you for coming on the yeah. Ragman Show. I appreciate Absolutely. it, bro. Man, there were so many great bands. There's a really good mix of, and oh yeah, by the way, I went inside. It's too fucking out outside, so you're gonna get some more noise behind me. But um, when I think of Norway, uh, music-wise, uh, instantly I go to extreme black metal or death metal or whatever. I mean, bands like Dimmy Borger, Mayhem. I mean, the classic ones of. Uh, of old, I mean, really heavy stuff. You don't really think about so much of the melodic stuff. But there's some really good melodic metal that came out of Norway. Um, actually, one of my favorite singers of all time, Jorn Lande, is uh, from, he's Norwegian. And then a uh, classic band like TNT. Uh, so awesome. I mean, they, I think that that was probably the first Norwegian, I wouldn't say really metal, but more rock band. I guess... Uh, their first record really kind of teetered on the edge of being metallic and then they got a bit more commercial uh, on the following records some more melodic type music and stuff like that but you know, Ryan Latacro, the, the, the fucking phenomenal uh, guitar work of him and the just great vocals from Tony Harnell and I understand they're fucking back together so yeah, Norway's spawning so much great music uh, tell you what, before we move on to Scotland, let's go with some TNT, classic TNT. Shit, man, I don't even know what to play. There's so many great songs. How about 10,000 Lovers?
Yes, Ragman here. We are in Scotland, Aberdeen, Scotland, and I'm at the uh, Fierce Beer Brewing Company, uh, right behind Brewdog, which is kind of cool. There's like two breweries within, I mean, stumbling distance. And I met my new friend. What's your What's your name, man? My name's Connor. Thanks, man. Nice to meet you, Alan or Ragman on the show. Ragman. <laughs> so, hey, uh, I picked the uh, Fierce Beer Fancy Juice Seven. Can you kind of give me an explanation or description of what I'm about to drink? Yeah. So Fancy Juice Seven is a uh, brew company that called Salt. Uh, they made a collab with Fierce Beard to create Juicy Number no. 7. So originally there was only a Juicy Number no. 5, but they joined another Amstead brewery. They also created a Juicy Number no. 6. And uh, so now we've got a Juicy 6 and 7 to the collection. Both very interesting double IPAs. Very dense, very juicy, very lovely. Um, Fancy Juice sum, Number no. 7 uh, was cooked with no Imperial hops. So it comes off a much cooler temperature when brewing. Uh, it's a very very strong yet mild aftertaste, not too overwhelming, can keep you going, and uh, it's very juicy, very nice. <laughs> well, hey man, are you a music fan? Uh, I tend to be, yeah. <laughs> Alright man, what do you want to play? No Man Stop Me. Now, who's the uh, band? Uh, Rushy One String. Alright, let's do it. A first on the Ragman Show. Good song. Good morning, Mr. Sun. The day of just begun. I've got so much to do now I wash my hands this morning So very clean and shy And I own them up to you now Ooh, oh. Let go feet, be careful Where you taking me to Anything for that job only let me do, but then again, no man could ever stop me from praise my child. Woo, 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 yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, mercy, please. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Ooh, mercy, please, mercy, please. Hallelujah, hallelujah, yeah, yeah. That was my buddy Connor, brand new friend, another one I had met along the road in Aberdeen at the Fierce Brewing Company. And I got a funny story, so. Um, I went to the Tapper, which is right behind Brewdog, which is fucking crazy because you got this big conglomerate brewery. I mean, it's like, uh, let's just say, God, it's hard to say. Uh, let's just make a stupid analogy of like Budweiser, and then you have a crap beer <laughs> place right behind you. And then everybody's like, well, I mean, they're both crap beer, but you know what I'm saying. So you got this big place, and then you've got this small little crap brewery right behind you. And the beer's better. Let's be honest. It was it was really really good beer. I was very surprised. So, um, funny story. The next day I had to go see clients, so I took a taxi because oh, that's another story for another time about cars and driving and everything over there. So, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But anyway, um, I drive to a client's office, have lunch, walking around, 
I got I got like 30, 40 minutes to kill before the next meeting. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm going to walk in the sun. And I'm wearing a fucking monkey suit, right? I got the slacks on. I got the, this, the fucking uh, shirt that's fucking buttoned up to the nines. And it's so heavy. The fucking material sucked ass. It was so fucking hot. But, dude, it was only like 85 degrees. But I was out in the sun in the hot of the day. But if I got under a tree and got a breeze, I felt good. I was great. But you know me, I don't have much hair. So I'm like, fuck, my head's going to be fucking red. I got problems up there already. I don't need this. But anyway, walking around and I see the logo for Fierce. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's this big building with this fucking angry hop on it. And I'm like, that's fucking Fierce. I think it said Fierce on the side. So spoiler alert. But I was like, huh, I wonder if that's where they actually brew the beer. Because the little place I went to in Aberdeen proper in the city, uh, old part of the city, uh, it's just a tap room. So walk around. I'm like, all right, after my next meeting, I'm checking this out. So I have my next meeting. Yeah, I was like, can I call you a cab? I was like, nah, I got it. I'm good. So I walk down to the brewery, and I take a fucked up route. I was like, I know where I'm going. And then I get fucking lost. <laughs> I'm walking around. It, it would have been a five-minute walk turned into a 30-minute walk. But, hey. Don't worry about it. So I'm walking down to the brewery. I find it, and it's like fucking dead over there. I mean, there's the bay, bay doors are open, stuff like that. Shit's going on. Workers are there. But I'm like, is there any sort of tap room here? If there is, got to figure this out. So I walk in. There's a thing that says signs for visitors. And again, I'm an American guy dressed like a fucking no, I was business wear, right? And I'm like, well, maybe I'll look important enough to where they won't just say, get the fuck out of here, pal. So I walk up the stairs, and there's kids on the computer. And I was like, hey, excuse me. And he's like, uh, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got a tap room? He goes, yeah, it's down there. Let me walk you to it. People are so nice, man. Walk down there. The lady's not in there. He hunts her down for me. Brings her in, and they open early and pour ragman some beer. So pretty fucking cool. Yeah, very cool. But uh, I hope you dug that little tidbit of a story. But I tell you what, let's talk Scottish metal or rock. Uh, I would say probably the biggest band I know of from Scotland would probably be Nazareth. And I really didn't know that until I did a little research. I didn't realize it. I knew that they were UK, but I realized that they were from Scotland. So... Other than that, I mean, there's other bands. It's not a huge hard rock metal scene from Scotland. Not that I've been able to find out, but there, I mean, there's bands like The Almighty had some moderate, you know, success in the '80s and stuff like that. And yeah, uh, I'm trying to think who else. Um, oh, I will say this: one of my favorite bands uh, of that era of the uh, like um, early mid-80s, heavy petting. They're from Glasgow, Scotland. I tell you what, man, forget about it. We're going to play some heavy petting. And then I'm going to finish up this road show series, but before I do, man, let's play some classic uh, heavy petting. Oh, jeez, man. How about the devil in her eyes? Let's do it.
so I got off the plane today, and I'm you know talking to a colleague, not a colleague, not somebody I work with, a guy that's in the industry, and uh, we're talking about rental cars and driving in the UK with the steering wheels on the other side, you drive on the other side of the road, and it's kind of fucked up, right? And it's like, you know, do I want to deal with that? So I get to the counter, the girl's like, hey, uh, make sure you fill up, you're going to be dropping off the car early. I'm like, okay. And I was like, well, you know, how far is town? She goes, well, 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, I get that, cool. I said, so if I fill up the night before and then drop the key off, am I fine? She goes, well, I'll tell you this. Why don't you come over here and suck my dick? Oh! No, she didn't say that. I don't think she did. Um, no, she says if, if it's just a smidge over the the, the, the uh, full line, or below the fuel, full line, then they're going to fucking hit you with a 20-pound charge. I'm like, what is this? Who does that? I... Uh, a smidge? So I, I'm like thinking about that. And I'm like, well, I'm not even going to drive that much. She goes, oh, I'm going to give you an electric car. I was like, okay, electric car, whatever. I, I was like, I don't know if I want to deal with that. Oh, is the battery good? I mean, if the battery goes bad, you're fucked, right? I think so. I don't know how to fucking charge a fucking car. I know how to put gas in it. And I'm in oil and gas, so I, I want to put oil and gas in it. No, fuck the fucking green leaf motherfuckers that want the fucking uh, oh let's let's not pollute the air with the oil and gas. Hey, I make a living for that, so I have to have it. Hey, I love the ozone, I love the trees and shit too, but I don't need an electric car. So anyway, I said, okay, give me a car. If you give me a car, make sure it's automatic because I can't drive a stick. I don't know anybody that can really drive a stick that well, and then. Uh, I said, make it small. Because one, the steering wheel's on the other side, and then two, you're on the other side of the road. So, I, I mean, it's a double fucking whammy for me. I mean, I've done it. I did it in Ireland, and that was fine. I made it through it. You know what? Let's play some Irish music. How about some uh, classic Thin Lizzy? Let's do it. We played Thin Lizzy, and we were talking about UK, whole UK. We got to talk about London too. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with the uh, the British and the uh, Scottish and the Irish. Why are they driving on the side of the road? But you you know what? Any country that they've taken over, even countries in like Asia, like Thailand, 
they drive on the other side of the road. So where there's British influence, it seems like um, they adopt to the British culture. Why, I don't know. I guess because there's the influence, whatever. But um, that said, I tell you what, let's uh, play some uh, British metal. Uh, we could do the obvious, we could do Sabbath, we could do Priest, but you know what? I'm feeling some Saxon. Let's do some Saxon. this year, but I'm in Brewdog, uh, which is, a lot of the Scottish people like bang on it, because it's like the, I don't know, it's kind of, it's not like Budweiser or anything like that, but they really marketed themselves hardcore, they get the restaurants, they get all this stuff, and the beer's okay, I mean, some of it's actually pretty good, uh, but not all of it's awesome. Man, there are girls, man, boobs are everywhere. Have I told you I love boobs? I think I have. And I'd love to do summer in Europe. Holy shit, man. Uh, let's go back to Italy for a second. I saw, I was, uh, I have a funny story. I was actually, um, I was in Pescara, as you know, and I uh, drove back to Rome and got this hotel. I was like, ah, I don't want to deal with that. I got to get up early the next day, so I'm going to stay by the airport. So I get to the airport, I'm hungry. I'm like, okay, what can I eat? They're like, here's what you got. There was nothing. Absolutely nothing. Fucking bacon spaghetti? I don't need that. Who needs bacon spaghetti? Give me some fucking meat in there. Uh, so I was like, yeah. Went to the little bellhop guy. I'm like, hey, dude. Um, where can Ragman get some uh, get some grub? He's like, hey, five minute walk. Go down the road. Or... <laughs> It's a five-minute walk. You go down to here. It's on your right. I'm like, all right, cool. Got you. So um, I go into this little fucking little park thing. And it's kind of cool. It's like an entertainment complex. They got movies. They got like a Dave and Buster's type thing with the uh, bowling alley and the uh, all the little video games and shit like that. I'm like, ah, that's pretty cool. I dig that. I can deal with this. And uh, I'm like, well, I want some food. I want to get a pizza. I want to get pasta or something. I'm about to leave Italy. I fucking love getting Italian food in Italy. Like in America, I'll get some American food in America. But when I'm in a country, I kind of try to eat the local cuisine if I could. I'm not going to go to McDonald's or Burger King or KFC, which these fuckers are everywhere. No, I want something authentic. 
So I go in and there's a, a fucking Texas um, steakhouse. I'm like, well, that's odd. And then I ran into a Caribbean restaurant. Again, odd. I'm like, okay, where's the Italian stuff? It's got to be coming. And then there's another American-style restaurant with, like, burgers and chicken wings. I'm like, where's the fucking pizza? There's no pizza anywhere. I couldn't fucking believe it. You're in Italy and you can't get fucking Italian food. I mean, I guess you could if you wanted to drive. But if you're being lazy like me, and I'll tell you what, these fucking parking lots... I'm sorry, I'm all over the map, but these parkings, man, the fucking parking. You have a decent-sized car, good luck. These fucking little parking spaces are fucking tiny. So I was like, fuck, I don't want to deal with it. I had, I was sweating fucking bullets just trying to fucking pull in this fucking little space because I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to get in there. I don't know. I'm going to get all scratched up. And then you worry about the fucking insurance and all that, and you're like, fuck, man. So... I was like, I'm not fucking driving. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. So I went and ate, got a fucking barbecue bacon cheeseburger, and the, the the bacon. I don't even know what that was. It wasn't Canadian bacon. It was this weird type of meat. <laughs> I honestly don't know what it was. So I peeled the fucking thing off. I'm like, no, I'm not even... uh, If I don't know what it is, I can't identify it. I'm not going to eat it. So uh, the the burger was okay. It was edible. It actually went great. I left part of it, but whatever. So I did that. Go back to hotel work. I'm like, all right. I got to get a snack. Maybe I go to the little chicken wing place. Get chicken wings. And then get a beer. So I go back to the Caribbean place. Two hot Asian girls. Oh, my God. That's why I went in. Let's be honest. You know your boy Rags likes the Asian girls. There's two hot girls. I'm like, huh, I'll go over there. I'll drink my beer. I'll take my fucking beer picks and uh, look cool. Maybe they'll come over and talk to me. You know what? It didn't happen. You better stop laughing. Um, so I had one there and all they had was fucking Heineken I'm like yeah I don't need this so I'm walking around I was like there's gotta be something fucking better here uh, and dude I, they, they had this like wine bar thing but it was also a craft beer bar and I went in and they had some cool fucking craft beer I was like fucking hey, alright now we're cooking so had a couple of craft beers there Went and got my chicken wings before I headed back, uh, or head to the next country, which ended up being Netherlands, but again, it's been a long trip, so, uh, I tell you what, um, I guess my next trip after Netherlands was Denmark, so when we play some Danish battle, I want to say one of my favorite bands is from there, called Pretty Mace, let's do it. I was blinded by the darkness Wishing for a ray of light And every day I felt so heartless With a future not in sight You crossed my path when I was down You brought me back on solid ground You gave me strength, you changed my luck my only friend when times were tough 
All right, so wrapping up, you know, um, it's been two weeks in Europe, man. A lot of beer drinking, met a lot of new friends, which has been so much fun, man. You know, I work, I mean, this trip was due to work, but at night, Radman, he does his thing, as you know. And uh, this this trip has been a lot of fun because I thought, you know, I want to get the locals involved. I want to talk to the locals. I want to see what they're up to. I want to, you know, let's hear about the beer. Let's hear about the music they're listening to. So the shows you've heard, you're like, hey, that's not so much metal. I'm like, I get it. But isn't it cool to kind of hear what other people in other parts of the world, different ages are like, what they're into. So, I mean, some people are, are like metal, but some aren't so i thought it was kind of fun we a very eclectic couple of shows with the music we've been playing which i kind of dig so i know everybody's wondering what the hell's going on with you ragman how you doing um i don't know i'm a little sad um and it's not because the x or anything like that uh but like i'd said you know last show was like or a couple shows back was you know i reached out to someone that was really special to me and I fucked it up. You know, I just... I was worried and listening to too many people about what should be more important in my life. And decided that it was probably the best idea to end things with this person. And the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, is, was, you know a year later, was that really the right move? I mean... With her, I think I would have had everything I've been looking for and seeking. You know, I met, you know, had the other ex-girlfriend, but, and she was important. And, and there's special times with her, but at the end of the day, it didn't work out. And in the back of my mind, I knew it wasn't going to work out. But I chose to, and it wasn't, you know, strictly for her to say, oh, I guess this is going to work out for I, you know, move on with this other it was more of you know i had so much pressure of getting out of my house and our apartment trying to buy the house and the kid and college and there's a lot of a lot of things there which i won't bore you with but when i decided to reach out to this person i thought she was gonna tell me to fuck off i really did and she didn't. She didn't. She she's like, well, why are you fucking talk to me? And I'm like, well, hey, here's what's going on. So I explained it to her, and she's like, well, I don't know if I want to even engage chatting with you about relationship or whatever because you hurt me so bad last time, and I fear that you'll do it again. And I told her, I said, you know what? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think I've made up my mind what I want. And, you know, I'm not going to do that. I mean, this time, and last time was for real too, but this time, let's just get this thing done. Let's, let's rekindle this flame. That fucker's burning bright, and we'll just move ahead. But she's very resistant. So what happens with me is... I'll try, 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 and then I'm like, it's not really giving up, it's just like, I gotta move on, I'm not gonna waste my fucking time, and it's hard with this one, because I really think that 
she's the total package. And I should have realized that a year ago before I broke up with her, but um, I didn't. So I told her I fucked up. People make mistakes at certain pressures. You don't know the whole story, but this is what it is. But, you know, if she says, you know what, I can't go back to this. I can't do that again. I respect it, and then I move on, and then, you know, I'm off to other adventures. But, I don't know. This one hurts, because it's, I don't know, I don't know if I thought in the back of my head, she's just going to, like, throw herself at me and say, oh, my God, I couldn't wait for this day. And she didn't. She didn't. She was very hesitant. It's like, you really hurt me. So, you know, it took me a while to get over you. I still care for you, but I don't know if this is what I want anymore and I can respect that I really can't um, but I don't know again it's not ego or anything like that it's more like fuck I, I imagine what the life could be and now that I can't have it it makes me sad or who knows I mean if it would have came too easy would I be feeling the same way I think I'd be happy I do um, again, it wasn't an ego thing. It was. It's just care for that person. She's a really good person, but there are some obstacles, you know, to make it happen. Which I wasn't willing to go through the first time, which I'm willing to go through now. So that's my love life, people. I know people really care. <laughs> I don't think you do. But I'm going to tell you anyway, because this is my fucking therapy. You guys, you all you guys out there are my fucking psychiatrists or psychologists or whatever they are. Therapists, yeah, that thing. Uh, so it helps to talk about it. So thanks for listening when you do. But uh, anyway, I want to tell you guys, thank you for listening every week. I'm live here at BrewDog in Aberdeen drinking something called Candy Kittens. Which is a pretty interesting little uh, New England IPA. So far, I let you go. I want to do one thing that's so important. And I don't know if I should do it in a Scottish accent. I can't do one. Let me try this. Scottish. Scottish accent. I think that's more of my English Southern Australian accent. But anyway, before I let you go, I want to give you one big. Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my van every Sunday. She tells him she's in church, but she doesn't go. Still, she's on her knees, and Scotty doesn't know. Oh, Scotty doesn't know. So don't tell Scotty. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know.